Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Syrupcast, Mobile Syrup's Canadian tech-focused podcast. This week, we're talking about Valve's Steam Deck because I, Patrick O'Rourke, I've got the Steam Deck. It's in my hand. I was Huge. lucky enough to get it early. You can see that like reflection of my ring light in the screen because I didn't turn it on. I'm now turning it on. It's booting up. Look, it's Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Uh, we're going to talk about this. Hand. <laughs> yeah, it's in the palm of my hand. Um, I've been playing around with it for the past week, and the show is pretty much going to be like the Brad Bennett show asking me questions about this. So with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it over to the, the bad boy attack. He's going he's gonna to grill me about the Steam Deck for this emergency Syrupcast episode. Hey everyone, yeah, emergency syrup cast. We just, I don't know, it's a crazy piece of gadget. I feel like it's going to be a piece of gadget history. Like we're going to look back at this either as a pivotal moment or as one of those like weird tech gadget gaming things that failed. But I hope it's the the former. So let's get into the questions. So um, from my understanding, it's just a customizable pad of buttons for Twitch streamers and such. Yeah, yeah. It's this. It's the stream deck. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if someone released an app for it and you like put it on a stand and you just oh use the God. touch screen to press different buttons? That's gonna happen. That actually Someone's would gonna be sick. That. Yeah. Get a stream deck app on the Steam Deck. Stream Deck. Honestly, Elgato should it's a tongue make twister. that themselves. That's a huge thing. Yeah. That's like a marketing thing for them because that's right in their market. Um, oh, yeah. But no. <laughs> moving on, the the thing that I really want to know, and I know it's been covered in a lot of reviews, but I just want to hear your impressions because I know you've used the Switch, the Switch Lite, and the Switch OLED. Um, but where does the um, the Steam Deck, the Valve Steam Deck, fit in screen-wise with those guys? So it's got pretty big bezels. Um, yeah. Size-wise, I can even hold hold them up. Like this is in this isn't planned. I'm just gonna do it. I got them right here within arm's reach. Perfect. You can see the like kind of screen size difference a little bit. I'll make sure they're both on actually for people it listening on audio. Similar to me, it is it is similar size. It's not mm -hmm. that big of a difference. You can kind of mm -hmm. see it. Is the switch um, a larger screen actually? The new switch? It's it's wider. I don't I don't okay. actually know the the direct screen dimension. The, this is the OLED model to be clear yeah, too. It yeah. has the minimized bezels. The screen is I believe half an inch bigger. Um the bezels on the Steam Deck's display are pretty substantial. They remind me of the old switch. Um it's a nice oh, screen. Actually, just before we talk about the bezels, if you're curious to see like a life-size recreation, the Digital Foundry video on the Steam Deck has like a fake Steam Deck built around the like screen that's showing the games. And it's a pretty great, um, pretty great view of being able to see like what it would feel like in your hands, I think at least. I'm sure it fades so they're both... more than that once you play it, but yeah. It does, yeah. They're both seven inches, so it's it's okay. the same size. Like the Switch OLED model, seven inches. And then the Steam Deck itself is also seven inches. It's just like I believe slightly different, like pixel Aspect sizes. But they're, yeah, they're just they're seven inches. Cool. Um, so I guess uh, maybe this won't work super well because Dencaster's being a little grainy for me right now. But I was going to ask if you could just boot it up and give us a little ASMR of the the boot up sound. Is there like a cool one? Cool. I know, like yeah, I could do that. The, I could do that. Is it Let's cool? It. Just yeah, um, it is pretty cool. 
I like I'm thinking of famous boot up sounds in my head for me. We've got PlayStation's original sound. Oh, is it coming? It's coming. Ready? Ready? Just it could be quiet. You gotta listen. You gotta listen. I'm gonna make sure the volume's way up. I don't know if that actually changes. We might have missed it. Was that it? I'll do it one more time. That was nice. Okay. Okay, that's giving me like vintage Tamagotchi vibes. Does it sound chiptune in real life or is that just a distortion? It um, sounds kind of like, um, like, actually when I think about it, it's like the old school, and I, I'm, this is probably dating myself again, you may have never used it, but MSN Messenger, when someone sends you a oh, message, yeah. that's a what the noise of, sounds like. A couple of months on MSN Messenger. Did you actually? Yeah. Yeah, it was like the first um, like tech thing I ever got. And my parents didn't let me get it for a really long time. And all my friends had it for much longer. I finally got it. I remember like two days into having it, I was just like have a friend come over. And my mom was like, oh, we got to like call them and make all the plans. And I was like, oh, I just like we were talking and he said his mom was going to drop him off at like two or whatever. She's like, wow, that was really easy. I guess I should have let you have MSN Messenger a long time ago. <laughs> my entire high school, middle school was all MSN and then Facebook Messenger came and killed all that. But yeah, that that's to me, that's what the noise sounds like. It reminds me of the like do 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 msn messenger noise that's kind of cool how do you feel about the interface at all like it overall is it does it feel nice like clean like the just ui cool little sounds yeah just the you know booting it up picking a game hitting the home button menu equivalent whatever that might be yeah i mean on on one hand it's pretty smooth um there's some cool stuff in there like there's a, a menu where you can bring up like uh very quick settings uh in terms of the performance of the device like limiting the frame rate to 30 frames per second so that it's not like going up to 60 and 40 and stuff like that because save a little battery really, yeah it can't really handle that that saves you battery life the menu itself like steam is pretty easy to to navigate there's a whole section in the store with um steam deck verified games that are have been verified by Vel's team to to work really good on on the device and then I heard that on part other... was apparently added really late in the game yeah it was to the yeah. linus tech Tip podcast and they were saying it was like super like almost the day before the review embargo dropped or something. Yeah. So to be clear, like I got this the day the embargo lifted, there's other yeah. people that got it earlier. So they were working with valve on reviews and updates and all kinds of stuff, like for a month, I I've only had this for a week. I was, I guess in the, the second wave of people that got their hands on it a little bit early. Um, but yeah, like the menu is pretty good. I mean, I would expect it to be like valve makes steam, right? Like steam, is to me steam is looking a little outdated i haven't seen steam change its design in 10 years it's changed that's a little, fair but very that's slightly. fair um but it works right like it's it does and easy it's to navigate. Clean. it's it makes sense that's what i see and with this right gamers would likely be livid if, if it updated with like a more modern design that looks something yep. more like uh gog or, or epic games i think but yeah it's not i wouldn't call it necessarily modern although from the videos i've seen i think the steam deck does actually further that a little bit it does look a little more like simplistic simplified yep. and modern i think or simplified and that comes across as a little more modern in a way that like yeah it kind of does the the last thing i'd say on this is just like so the actual steam operating system looks good it's easy to navigate it makes sense with all the buttons but as soon as you boot into desktop mode um mm. which is like this this proton linux based thing that you can install other apps through it's a mess um it's okay. really really hard to use I pretty much resorted to like, we'll get into it later, I'm sure, but I pretty much resorted to just using like a mouse and keyboard to to navigate and, and do stuff because like, th it's, it's just, just very basic things. Side. Yeah, it, it's very yeah. basic things that like don't work. Like mm -hmm. um, the on-screen keyboard will not pop up in that mode. Like 
so you have to plug a keyboard in. It should be popping up. It does sometimes, but like probably 60% of the time, it just doesn't appear because it hasn't been optimized yet. Um, and that comes like the side of like, in some ways this feels like, and again, we'll get into this later, but it feels like an early access device in, in some ways. Yeah, I think that's a sentiment a lot of people seem to be sharing. So I guess just before we get off, um, before our ASMR listeners drop off, because this is this is gonna be the last ASMR experience of the show, but can you get the fans going? Is that easy to do? Can you give us a little, are they loud? I, I can. Just boot um, up Elden Ring. Will it start? Yeah, you, we're going to have to talk me? a little bit as the game boots up. but Okay, but I can will, go into the next question. Them. How many D batteries has it got inside of it? Oh, it's downloading an update right now, actually, for Elden Ring. So. Tough. Oh no, it's launching. It's launching. How many D batteries? Yeah. D batteries. It's, I wonder how much this would actually take if it was powered by D batteries. Probably like four or something like that. Yeah. Eight. Um, but no, that, that question is just supposed to mean uh, like how many, how long does it last battery life? Do you find the battery life is good? It's bad. It's awful. But that's the interesting thing with it. Is it like, it depends Wait, on what awful. you're doing. Okay. Okay. Right. So if, if I'm playing Elden Ring, for example, yeah. I have it on high graphic settings, which the game runs beautifully now on high graphic settings following like an update that's coming next week officially but i'm part of like a beta program and i got it early um it runs great on high graphic settings looks really good uh it gets about an hour and a half to two hours of battery life on that but if you're playing something less resource intensive it's gonna last longer right like if you're playing mm -hmm. um i don't know like half-life 2 maybe or like an indie game yeah, yeah it's it's gonna last longer right it really depends on what you're doing with it but in that sense it like reminds me of the game gear because that was like the thing with the game gear that the battery life didn't last very long it was like an hour and a half to two hours or whatever despite being color checking d cells into that guy or they're probably <laughs> yeah, like what that's nine true. volts who knows so uh, you it, probably it's, know <laughs> it's it's bad but it depends on like what you're doing with it right like it that's the the kind of crux of the the situation it, it can get up to be like eight hours but if you're playing a high-end game like elden ring which i think a lot of people would be getting this to do mm -hmm. you're gonna run into a situation where like it's not gonna last long like if i'm playing the elden ring at night like last night's a great example jumped on right after work uh got on at like six pretty much played from six until i went to bed at like i don't know 11 30 or something like that i had to charge it uh i had to plug it in from i don't know maybe like I worked from about 6 to 7.30, 7.45, and then I had to plug it in. So it, it just, it, it it's a portable, but it's also a portable that you're going to have to charge a lot if if you plan to play high-end games on it. I didn't write this down, so I could be wrong, and I, I feel super bad. Maybe I'll look it up, but I'm pretty sure it takes 40, it needs 40-watt power delivery to, like, charge while gaming, too. Did I, did I hear that? Is, that? is that something that you've heard at all? Uh, like it needs a uh, higher end like fast charger to charge while gaming. I know that's something that the Switch also needs, but I guess we can. I, I, I'm not sure. Like a niche thing. <laughs> I'm not sure. Will you, will you check that though? I do have the fans up and running, and we'll see if people can can hear them. Elden Ring has been on for approximately 30 seconds, and this is what the fans sound like. Can you hear that at all? There you go. There's there's 10 seconds of fan. I don't, I don't know, like that, that's one of the other things with this that like, I've, I guess I, that's probably one of my biggest issues that I've encountered is just like how loud the fan is. It's, 
it's understandable because it's such a powerful device, but it's also yeah. like annoying. Annoying. Like I'm sitting there in bed suck. playing it beside my partner. It's an amazing experience to be able to play something like Elden Ring in bed. It's like a game that just came out. You're getting like, it's like PS4 level. Best thing you could do in a bed, Elden Ring. <laughs> Pretty much, to be honest. And then you you also get um, PS4, Xbox One level quality graphics. Like it's amazing. It's truly a technical feat. But yeah. I play I play it with I don't headphones. Even game in. and I want one. <laughs> I play yeah. it with headphones in because it's so loud, right? Like it, that's how annoying the fan is, and I'm sure that would drive you crazy as someone who has like a vendetta against fans and loves their yeah. devices to be hot. I hate fans. I'm waiting for the Linus Tech Tips video where they like tear apart the Steam Deck and put an Octo fan in it. I don't know if it's gonna be them or Gamers Nexus that does it first, but I am like, that has to happen before I even consider buying one. I probably never will because I just I do like minimal gaming now, so I can get by with like a PC and a phone and a Switch. But I mean, the Steam Deck is cool as hell. Um, do you have the charger behind me? I could just like roll backwards, grab it, and check. Well, the charger says it's 65 watts online, okay. so I guess you need at least 65. Well, 65 watts will charge it when it's gaming, I assume. 45 watts seems reasonable, although it's a 400 kilowatt hour battery, so maybe that's where my mind like miss could be uh, yeah. across those wires. So I wouldn't take anything that I said mm -hmm. on what you need to charge it with a grain. Take that with a grain of salt, but I think it's something we can look mm -hmm. into. It might be an interesting story if we've got a few power banks. I know when the Switch first came out, that was an issue, so perhaps something we could get to. The yeah, I, I actually covered that quite a bit. Um, Perfect. When the Switch first launched, like different ways that you could charge it like on the go if you're on a plane or whatever, that kind of thing. I mean, if it's only got like a 90-minute to you know one-hour to two-hour battery life, I think it's uh, something worthwhile for sure. Like, um, just the last thing I'll say about the battery life, yeah. like one of the things that I was thinking... Like, uh, we're not going into an office right now. Um, when we do, I'm likely going to be driving because I live farther away now. But if I were to be taking uh, the local, like, from the suburbs to the city transit in the greater Toronto area, the GO train into the city, uh, my trip is about an hour. So to give you, like, perspective on that, the Steam Deck would be almost dead, probably, if I was playing Elden Ring on that that trip. Um, which, I, which I mean, like, it's still, it's still impressive you can do that, but it's something yeah. to consider. That's great. At least you're not dying on the way there. Remember when I had that scooter? I used to take an electric scooter to and from <laughs> work, and it would, it would die before I got home. I just walked yeah, the last 100 that. feet. Those so, are the days. The Steam Deck at least might get you home, although you're not riding it. Um, so you said you've only had yours for a week. We'll move back in. Move back in. Ah, we'll move back into the questions now. But you said you've only had yours for a week. Hit me with the top bugs you've gotten so far. You kind of hinted before that you've been sort of feels like you've been beta testing it. What have, what have you been experiencing? So the, the first biggest thing was the fact that Elden Ring just didn't run smoothly on it. And it should. Like, the, the Steam Deck's powerful enough to be able to make that happen. Um, and that was just related to, like, a Proton update. Like, the game had to be adapted to run on the Steam Deck. And that's something, generally speaking, that Valve is going to need to do for, for every game that, that gets, like, Steam Deck verified, quote-unquote, compatibility. Um, I was a little surprised, I guess, about how much work it requires on Valve's side to get those up and running and how sometimes that's going to require several updates. Uh, that's something that mm. I was surprised about. There's also a lot of games that just straight up... It, it, it's true. There's a, there's also a lot of games that just straight up don't work, right? Like um, uh, a, a good example is like you can't... Uh, you can dual boot Windows on it. I've, I've seen people do it, but there's like no drivers available. That's something else that Valve's working on. Um, so like you can't put game pass on it there's tons of games you you can't load on it like apex uh for example like just doesn't play 
there's a lot of games that have built in anti-cheat systems that just straight up will not play on it. So I guess for me, I'm surprised about the compatibility side of things. There's like a very short list of games that are truly 100% will work, no questions asked, compatible um, with the device. And that's going to change, but it's something, again, to consider if you're like an early adopter, your favorite game may not run on it. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I mean, they did get Elden Ring, so I don't know why we're putting so much stake in that, but it's the hot game of the moment. So big, big ups on them for doing that, I guess. One thing that just sort of came across my head, and this is going to be one of those crazy, like Brad Bennett Serbcast theories that is, I'm just getting too much into the product strategy. But I heard on the on the Verge cast that one of the biggest anti there's two major anti cheat softwares, and one of the biggest ones is made by a company that is owned by Epic Games. And part of the reason why they're not getting those games on Steam Deck is just because Epic Games apparently doesn't want to put the work in to do that. And as Epic Games being like at this point with the Epic Games Store and the success of Fortnite, a major competitor to Valve, not, I don't know if they're at Valve's level, but you know, there's no one really pushing against them in the way that Epic is. Do you think Epic comes out with a console that's similar to this? And you can play? No, I I think, I think like hardware is, hardware is hard, right? Releasing any kind of hardware is hard. Um, I think Valve has the money to do this from steam and i think Mm -hmm. it's like a cool thing that like gabe newell Mm -hmm. valve's president and co-founder just wanted to do so he did it because he has so much money um i don't think a hardware play for someone like epic makes sense right like there's already so many ps4s Mm -hmm. so many xbox ones so many ps5s series x's pcs out in the wild right like there's no like they're gonna get that game in more people's hands on those devices than selling like their own handheld that's designed for the Epic Game Store, in my opinion. I guess the be- I, I think that they well, I mean, we know this is a crazy sort of theory that I'm putting out, but I like to think that they're looking beyond Fortnite and towards what's next. I think that's a lot of what this represents as well. But I think before we get into sort of like what the Steam Deck represents, maybe let's like look back. Can you take us through a bit of a history of like Valve's? hardware ambitions in the past what have they what have they done to like lead us here yeah so i i i'm a i'll preface this with saying like i've always been a console gamer first and and foremost um but i've covered the industry for a really long time so i have a bit of a cursory knowledge of the different things that valve has done over the years Hmm. there was like this initiative to release um steam boxes which were like self-contained relatively affordable computers uh and it was seen i guess by the press at least and from my perspective as like a console competitor um and that just sort of died out that was like an initiative that valve tried didn't really take off how they wanted and it died out um then there was like steam link uh and that was like a box that they sold that you hooked up to your tv that you stream games from your computer to your television via this box and then you played them on your tv i had one i was really hyped for it oh cool straight up didn't work um I know that some people were able to get it to work. I don't know if it had something to do with my home internet connection, but I I am aware that there were other people that ran into a similar issue where it didn't work. That project eventually evolved into, and I'm sure someone in the comments will correct me, but I think it evolved into an app, just like in the same way that like Stadia or Xbox Game Pass, that sort of Xbox. It's still both. I believe there's still still a hardware component that you can get for your TV, but there still isn't. There's an app on your phone and iPad as well. I've used it for um, 
what was the game I played on it? It was that card game one that I was like hyping up a lot last year. Yeah, I remember. Loop Hero. Uh, but it was Loop more Hero, of a slow-paced yeah. game. It worked well. Anything with like really fast motion, I was still having a bit of lag. And my home internet's never been great for game streaming, though. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No problem. And and then the, the last one is like the Steam controller, uh, oh, which yeah. was this really futuristic design that didn't have joysticks. It was like touch panels. Two touch panels. And you can see the so DNA comfy. of that. In, it looked comfortable. I, I never used one. I never had one. Um, Same. It. I think the the general like consensus from people was like, this is a cool idea, but it doesn't necessarily. It's like it doesn't improve on the concept of a joystick in a notable way. You know what I mean? Like just use a joystick. Yeah. You don't need to do this. But yeah. that said, that technology is kind of featured in the Steam Deck. There's these two like touch panels under the joysticks that you can use um, when you boot the Steam Deck in desktop mode or in some games to usually like move the camera around. Um, and they're kind of like these touch-sensitive panels that have haptic feedback within them. Um, yeah, so to my knowledge, that's kind of like what led up to this portable computer thing that, that Steam has, has now uh, released. Sorry, the I think Valve that's... has now released. Oh, yeah, I always mix that up, too. I'm always calling like Valve Steam and Steam Valve. But um, I think the only thing that we kind of missed, and I'm not sure if it's even directly related, although I think that's a really great like direct history in terms of like Valve's console ambitions. But the thing to point out is like, like we said, um, Steam Box never really took off. Steam Controller never really took off. Um, what was the other thing? Steam Link kind of got like transitioned into sort something of, else, yeah. but never really took off. Um, in the way that we're hoping, or Valve is hoping that the Steam Deck will, I think. I, I'm, I, I assume that they're hoping it's going to be like a Nintendo Switch type of console that's making the headlines and all the greatest games are on it. But I think where Valve has found the most success in hardware was actually their uh, VR stuff. And I'm wondering sure, if that totally like, forgot about that. this at all. Yeah, I know. It's, it, well, it's so different from this. It is much less of a separate thing. But I think that's where they found more hardware success. So I'm wondering if it like gave them the confidence to like push into something so wacky like Could this, be. you know, when they tried to Valve. compete against the Xbox, they couldn't, but perhaps something a little more niche like this, like VR was, to, has a better to be to run. To be fair too, like Valve was behind the like actual physical hardware of the HTC Vive, which back in the day when I was really into VR and was kind of like on the cutting edge of that, that was, it was leagues ahead of anything Oculus was doing at the time. Like Oculus got bought by facebook now meta and, and they caught up in terms of technology and htc has kind of shifted the vibes brand to be like more business uh focus not really consumer tech as much as it used to be but at the time like the vibe was crazy like i i still remember like the first time i tried it 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 was like an otherworldly experience and valve was behind the hardware side of of that device yeah, they still sell um, a headset, which I don't. I don't think their headset is the top of the line one anymore. But their controllers, I believe, the last time I was sort of checking it out, were sort of like the gold. The index, for VR right? That's what it's called the yeah. Valve, Valve Index. Yeah. yeah, I, I, to my knowledge, it's supposed to be like one of the highest end headsets still. Um, I've never used one. I would love to try one. Um, but I, I know when it first came out, it had like the highest resolution. Um, I think it didn't even require like base stations. There, there's a lot of stuff that yeah, none of the newer other ones, headsets didn't too. have. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I guess that's sort of like the history led us here. Valve has a weirdly troubled past when it comes to making consoles. So I hope that this is, I hope that this is the success point for them. I'm yeah, skeptical, it, to be honest. We, I don't know if I have a lot of friends even that want it, and most of my friends are gamers. You know, 
we talked about this a bit before the podcast. Like, I think it depends on what Valve's definition of success is, right? Like, right. That's a good point. I've used this thing. It's incredibly cool. It's like, it's like a nerd's dream. It's like a PC gamer's dream in a sense. Like just the idea of being able to play something like Elden Ring on your really fancy high-end computer, taking that same save file, going downstairs and like playing it in a different place, taking it with you like on a trip, playing it on a plane. Like that's incredibly cool. Yeah. Um, But <sighs> does it have the legs to take on, I don't know, like the Switch, right? Um, Some people would argue it 100% does because it has this access to a massive library of games right and more power way more power and it, too and it's more power but history has shown us that like that doesn't necessarily result in a victory in the handheld space right like oh, you had the yeah. nintendo ds which went up against the um not the vita, vita. what what came before oh. the vita psp the psp Portable? which which went went up against the psp and like everybody thought the PSP was going to win. The DS was this Even weird, like cute little discs. Yeah. It, the DS was this weird wacky device that before the, the DS Lite came out was incredibly ugly, but the DS smashed yeah, it, killed so it, ugly. done. Same thing with the, yeah. the Vita and the three. Yes. Like same situation, way more powerful device. That thing was like basically a slightly less powerful PS3, right? Beautiful yeah. hardware. It just didn't take so off. Good. I um, want to make a video where I'm just like walking around the streets with like a mic and a Nintendo Switch with Witcher 3 on it. I'm like, hey, you want to do the Steam Deck with Elden Ring? <laughs> just like get people to think that it's... Just ask Steam people. With Elden so Ring. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think power is... <laughs> I don't think power is the be-all end-all. I think it ultimately comes down to games. Um, and you could argue that the Steam Deck has like the sickest games ever. But what I found myself doing when I was looking through uh, like the Steam library, like games that I had or or games that I was considering buying, a lot of it is stuff that I've already played on other systems, right? Mm, um, yeah. And even like when I first started playing Elden Ring, it was running like absolute crap on the Steam Deck because a bunch of updates came out and it runs way better now. But I was like, man, I wish I just got this on the Series X. And then a lot of the indie games like Stardew Valley, like I could I could open the story now and just go through it. A lot of that stuff's already available on the Switch, right? And Which the Switch is, is a cute, a cuter device. Portable, it's better more battery. portable um it's cheaper in at least in canada i know it's less powerful but like i I just think there's more to more to the story so like it depends on what valve what success is to valve really right like yeah so if they want this to be a niche product for like pc gamers that want a portable it's it's gonna like it's gonna do really well if they're trying to take on nintendo which i don't think they are because that would be a little crazy um that's that's just not gonna happen um that's a good point that's very fair um when i was looking up last night some of the research about the steam boxes and whatnot it seemed like that one of the big features that limited them was the steam os like it was still running on linux back then but it, it didn't have as many games people in old reviews kept pointing out that mac os had more games than steam os even though steam steam os was only four games i'm assuming that's changed now right that's what this whole new proton layer is or whatever it's like some sort of transcoding thing to allow more games to be playable um yeah my but my do you understanding think that, that is, will be the biggest hurdle again my understanding is games just need to be optimized for right um mm-hmm. i don't know what valve's strategy is in that re- respect i know right now it's mostly like people internally at valve handling that optimization i think maybe down the line they're hoping that at least major developers and publishers will like optimize games already so they're just delivered to the store and like on day one it's going to work right away with with the steam deck 
Um, but Elf has more power than Google, but we've seen that approach fail. You know. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I there's there's a surprisingly robust library, but like I said, a lot of those games they're older, right? Like I bought Horizon Zero Dawn last night because I couldn't find another high end game that I was interested in playing on it because I had already played all these games on other platforms. It was like I was either gonna buy Horizon Zero Dawn or God of War. Just to, to we should also mention that both of those games are like four years old so yeah they're, well they're you haven't played old. them most people are probably in that situation where you are where it's like i've already played it so so like yeah. that that's the thing right like i know pc gamers will make this argument that like it, it's open and it's like it's such a better ecosystem and sure you're, you're not wrong but like a lot of these it doesn't change the fact that a lot of these games that you can play on at least yeah. right so now is the Ouya, you know <laughs> Yeah, the Ouya was open. The, the Ouya. I have one. I should. I wish I like dug it out of my closet. What do you mean, dug it out of your closet? You don't keep it in like a glass case or a safe or something. <laughs> the valuable thing. What yeah. was that Ouya game that was like killer? Towerfall. It's still on Switch. It's better now. There's more maps and stuff. Alex and I bought it the other day. We play sometimes. I had it on uh, PS4, and I like I beat the mm. the single player campaign. Um, with a friend of mine we like powered through it it took us like a day it's a great nice. game great game but yeah, that like was fun. born on the, the Ouya. um Ouya. forever um i was gonna get into like game pass coming to to uh to steam deck or well the potential for game pass coming to steam deck valve is saying like maybe i know we talked about it yesterday do you want to get into it I, I think actually what we've covered so far with gamings um there's maybe a little bit more untread grounds so maybe we don't need to get into that but what if you have anything you want to add, you can maybe throw it in about Game Pass now. Yeah. Well, okay. Oh. First, let's let's hit a quick ad break, um, right. and then I'll, when we get back, I'll I'll um I'll chat about that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We, we talked about it and like, I don't know, the Game Pass situation is really weird. Like you have on one hand um the head of xbox phil spencer talking about how he wants to get game pass on the steam deck and he's like posted pictures of his personal steam deck that was sent to him by valve and you even had like earlier review units uh one of the key games that was shown off on it was like a, a an xbox horizon. microsoft title like forza horizon 5 which is a great game um and then you have like gabe newell valve's co-founder and president talking about uh, how he wants to get Game Pass on Steam. Uh, the big question is, is like, what does Game Pass on Steam look like? Is it a thing that you download through Steam, kind of like um, EA Play? That that's a subscription service that you can get through Steam, where where Valve assumably takes like a cup, a cut of that subscription cost. Is that something that Microsoft would be interested in doing, just to get their service on that platform? Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. Or is it something where like web based? Yeah, is it is it a web based thing where you, you're doing it through a browser uh, and it's streaming, or is it um, uh, lost my train of thought? Or is it uh, like Windows? Like, do you install Windows Partition on your Steam Deck, which is something you can't 
you can sort of currently do, but the drivers aren't there. Valve's working right. on Once, that. Yeah, is that how it's it, going to work? It might be easy. I mean, that's easier for Microsoft, although there's potentially room for less optimization for the games on that route. Um, the way that I stand against it, and just what we were talking about yesterday, was like Valve and Microsoft both want Steam Deck on, or want Game Pass on Steam Deck, but for different reasons. Valve wants it on there because it's a hot new gaming thing and it'll bring lots of games to the Steam Deck, ideally alleviating the problem we talked about mm-hmm. that you had where there wasn't yeah. enough games that you want to play on there. Microsoft wants Steam uh, it on Steam Deck because that'll grab some headlines and make some money, whatever, but they don't want to put it on Steam Deck and lose money, you know, you know, like they don't want Valve to be taking like too big of a cut for the same reason that it might not be on iOS. Well, it's not on iOS because of app stores rules of not allowing games to be sold like individually through an app and that's like a whole different thing so i guess maybe i shouldn't compare those but it it is now through browser like yeah yeah um but yeah exactly and because they had to do that workaround i guess is what prompts me to think that we might see another workaround here instead of an actual like natural implementation through steam os it's tough and like i we didn't really get into it that much like the desktop side of the steam deck is essentially Mm -hmm. like broken and I wouldn't like, I know that this is going to come out and there's going to be people that want to tinker with it and like put in Linux commands to install all kinds of crazy software. But like, it's hard. It takes a a lot of work. And to me that defeats the purpose of a device like the steam deck that's supposed to simplify PC gaming and make it accessible and portable. If that's the way that you got to get game pass on it, where you have to do like a windows partition and then like download the file and plug a mouse and keyboard in it's, it's just, that's a failure to me. That's like almost not having it on it yeah in a sense um because like i tried to run emulators on it and i know that it's early days i know that like i'm one of the privileged few that has my hands on it and like super happy valve sent it to me like great 100 percent awesome but like i went into this little like discover store that valve has set up on the desktop side and i downloaded a bunch of different emulators and i just couldn't like it's such a mess you had to like plug a keyboard in and a mouse and you had to like open the app and like desktop mode and then create a shortcut for like the regular steam os but then you can't like actually load any roms in either version of the operating system yet i had to like oh, open two windows and like drag and drop them and it's just it's not it's not accessible it's like it's not the same as yeah. getting an emulator on your phone and like getting some roms and, and going there's like too many hurdles that you have to go to go through so if if game pass ends up like that where you have to jump through all these hoops to make it happen um again like to me that's just another failure yeah, the best bet really, I think, what would please both parties in my mind is like getting Game Pass built within Steam. So like if you pay your Game Pass subscription, you can log into Steam with your Xbox account and thus will unlock the games that are supposed to be in Game Pass through like whatever's on Steam or whatever. Um, but then like Valve, yeah, it's just about how much Valve takes as a cut. Like if it's like 30%, Microsoft probably isn't doing it. If it's 12%, maybe yep. they'll do it, you know. But yeah, should we move on, I guess? Yeah, go for it. Um so you have the the middle tier of the pricing models, right? Or did you have the top top end one? No, I have the middle one. So it's two fifty six storage, I think. Yeah, and it's like six hundred and fifty bucks. I'm gonna look up the 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 prices just on the Steam Deck website because it's like a a click away. Yeah. Just um, as you're doing that, um, do you feel like it's like living up to that price? Like, does the hardware feel nice? Does it feel well built, well put together? It's like feeling like a more premium product or is it feeling a little jank little like beta testy like the software might be so this uh, it's tough it's like for the viewers that are just or for the listeners pat pat looked around 
like how am I gonna answer this? So <laughs> it's tough because I, re- I I really like it, right? Like I yeah. think it's cool. I think the hardware feels relatively on par for the most part. Some real with, gadget love for it with the Switch. It's like it's such a cool gadget. Like there's times where I'm just like marveling at the fact that I'm playing a new game with Xbox One PS4 level graphics essentially on a portable device. Like that is an amazing thing. Like if I went in a time machine and shown like showed a 12 year old version of myself that has only seen a Game Boy Advance, like my brain would just explode. Um, I think that probably the high end one isn't worth the cost, at least not right now. It might be mm-hmm. down the line. Uh, the one that's like 819 Canadian that has the 512 NVMe SSD. The 659 one, I think that's the only logical one that you can really get. Like the 64 gig one, you're going to fill that with one game or more, right? Like I think Elden Ring was bigger than 64 gigs. Yeah, Call of Duty um, is. I don't know if Call and, of Duty And like there's a bunch on, of but, games. Yeah. So it, it doesn't really make that much sense to get that one in particular. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of money to ask for something. But if you don't, and it's tough because like if you don't have a gaming PC, but you're interested in PC gaming and there's games that you want to play that aren't available on other platforms and you don't have a switch and you don't have all these other devices that I have the privilege to already own, you'll probably get more out of it than, than I would. Um, I would yeah, argue that the true. highest end that's one a good point. isn't, isn't worth it, right? Like it has this anti glare etched glass and like a, a bigger hard drive. But like, I think most people would be happy with the, with the, the middle the mid range one. That said, the the screen is really glossy. Like if you have a light on over it and it's dark, you're like it's really hard to see. Cool, that's good to know. Um, is it heavy? You can curl it. How many how many it's curls real heavy. Could you do of it? It is so heavy. Like I can't. Like I, I don't know. I'll hold it. I'll hold it up now. Like if if you're playing like this, lying in bed with it over your head, your hands will get tired. Like the way that I play it is, I like rest it on my lap or I rest it on a table. Um, on the weekend, like I went on a pretty lengthy six hour. Elden Ring tip and like my hands were hurting after because I was playing it in bed with it like being held over my head and it's like carrying I don't know like a couple how how heavy is it like I don't think I've looked it up know, either, I'm gonna Google it how heavy it. is the Steam Deck Do you think it's, it's heavy a pound two pounds how much one point forty seven pounds so uh-huh. it's it's a hefty boy like even yeah. Like it's like I'm holding the switch in one hand, I'm mm-hmm. holding the Steam Deck in the other hand. Oh, I thought that was feel... a skateboard. <laughs> skateboard. I can feel I can feel the weight difference. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely bigger. Um, one of the things that kind of was shaking me a little bit, I'm sure it's fine. I I haven't been paying too much to like the exact specs of the chip, but it's only a four core uh CPU, which I thought was a little limiting. I know when I built my PC, um, Everybody keeps talking about like in the building PC forums and all everything. Everyone keeps talking about moving up to like six core chips being like the new sort of like budget king chip to get. Um, and I just worry that like, will that mean the Steam Deck gets outdated very quickly? You know, if the world is moving towards like six and eight core chips, like I mean, I bought an eight core chip because I wanted it for work purpose, like for video editing, yeah. Photoshop, and all that stuff. But for gaming, everyone's pushing towards these like Ryzen fives with like six cores. Um, so I'm wondering if like the lack of, you know, cores to utilize will handicap the Switch, or not the Switch, the Steam Deck, you know, in a year or two years after, once uh, 
now that the new consoles are out, right, they're kind of like the minimum spec that people has to hit. Although I think it's going to take a while for the PC market to get away from like the 10, 10 series graphics cards, especially with like yeah. how that market's been over the last two years. But maybe not. Either way, I just, yeah, the, the power of it shook me a little. But I guess if it's playing Elden Ring now, fine. Maybe I shouldn't worry. You would you would know more than me, right? Like I'm not really a hardware or or a spec guy. Um, I know that, like I, I I guess like you said, like the fact that it's capable of playing Elden Ring at a solid 30 frames per second now is pretty impressive. That's a brand new game. Like I know that it's not probably a visual masterpiece. Like I think Dean said that in his review. Like there's other from software games that look better. Um, part of that's because it's multi platform. It's just on everything, right? It's not just developed directly for the the ps5 right. like demon souls was multi-platform games just never look as good because teams are spread thinner they're trying to optimize for everything um that said like i think because pc gaming is so adjustable like you can turn down the graphics and games will run on older machines i think that this has like a little bit more life than maybe something than, than, than maybe it might initially seem at least uh but you're, you're likely not wrong like I'm sure Valve probably has a successor to this already in the works with with like a, a faster chip with more more cores. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. You think it called the Steam Deck too, or is it like the Steam Porch, Steam Veranda, Steam Dock? No, they already have a Steam Dock. I Steam wonder what they're gonna do actually plank. with the branding. I don't know. I, I don't. Maybe they'll be like Apple and they'll just release a new one with the same name, with like the way that Apple handles iPads. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I'm assuming you haven't played around with it too much, but have you checked out any of the uh, FSR, like that sort of upscaling toggle that's in there? I haven't. That's something that I, I want to test out. Um, I think you'll get really into it once you start playing around with it. I knew. I gotta I, go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say I gotta get into more of the technical stuff. I haven't. I haven't really messed with it beyond the like frame limiting. Like that yeah. was something I did with with Elden Ring, and um, I, I played like Horizon like a very, very small amount. Um, it just like that's something that i have to to, to mess around with um a bit more beyond the, the the just the frame rate limiter just to explain it for the viewers um if you've been gaming on pc you've likely heard of nvidia dlss i believe or dlss that i say that's the same both times anyway it's DLSS. um DLSS. it's basically an upscaling program that will like take a game and the game will run using its settings and then dlss can be applied on top of that to like lower the settings but then crisp it back up through AI essentially to make the game run better. So you're essentially running a 1080p game on like medium or, you know, 1080p game on high settings, but it's looking like 4k on high through DLSS. DLSS was a huge deal over the last few years because of, you know, they we were reaching the end of sort of the console cycle and gaming PCs and everything were getting a lot better. And this was a way to like kind of raise all boats. So by proxy, NVIDIA is like biggest competitor, AMD, also put out a form of this like AI enhancing software, although I don't know if it uses AI. It just does upscaling through a different it's FSR, form, right? That's what it's called? Yeah, but it's called FSR. Mm -hmm. It's like full scale resolution or fidelity super resolution. No, it's fidelity super resolution. Um, but the interesting thing about the Steam Deck is it can be like turned on for any game. So some games have it like FSR built into their actual like settings of the of the game where you would choose like high, medium, low graphics, fog quality, ambient inclusion, all of that stuff. And then it's like actually baked into the game and it probably will perform the best. But I believe there's also a way you can like hold the start button for like a, a menu to appear. Yeah, I'm looking like at adjust, it right now. Yeah, you can adjust like the FSR there. 
Um, the digital so family review said it's better if you use the in-game one, but if it's not there, the Steam Deck version is usually pretty good too. And that I thought was very intriguing. There's a scaling filter. It says linear, nearest, integer, and FSR. Yeah, so FSR should do the most in my in, in theory. I'm going to turn it on now live on the podcast with Elden Ring running. <laughs> Steam Deck explodes. Does it's it look great. any better? It's so hard to tell this stuff sometimes. I mean... Um, I reviewed it this acts. little device for our website called the M Classic before, which is a dongle that plugs into the Switch um, so that it like upscales your graphics before they hit your TV kind of through the HDMI. And it was really hard to tell the difference when it didn't have screenshots of the same game side by side that I'd taken because just you're looking at really fine edges. And especially when there's movement happening on screen, it's very hard to tell with some of these upscaling things. I mean, so on a small screen like con- that, I'm assuming it's going to be very difficult. In the context of like this specifically, because I'm yeah. not, this is not me. Like I'm not a super technical guy when it comes to this stuff. What would FSR give me in a game like Elden Ring that's running on the, the Steam Deck? It should allow you to play the game on lower settings, but still get it to like render at like the highest resolution of the screen or something like it should it should just by turning it on should give you crispier graphics um and like less slowdowns or less intensity like the game should just run better crispier. it should run better and look better yeah um it's so, more okay, for i think why it's useful on this it's more for like low-end computers so like oh you have a computer that can't play games at 4k but you have a 4k screen well now you can like sort of fake this with fsr to sort of get a somewhat 4k type of look um, and I think it will help with the Steam Deck in over the next two years, I guess, kind of what we were talking about earlier with the chip issues, but it's like, you know, if the games become underpowered, ideally something like FSR um, could help them still look better on a lower screen while they're, you know, running at lower specs, like a media interesting. level. Or... Off to yeah, mess around I, with it. Like, um, I think it's an I interesting think... thing. The max resolution, that, that's another thing that I should probably mention, um, just in case it doesn't come up as we close this out in a bit. Like um, the max resolution, I believe, for games is 1280 by 800 on the Steam Deck. And if you plug it in via USB-C, like AV adapter, um, it still outputs at that resolution to whatever device you're you're plugging it into. Like the the menu will massive black bars around everything. The menu will scale, but the resolution will not. Now, that's something that Valve says is going to change, but yeah. that's another thing to note. Like, if you think you're going to use this like the Switch, which I thought when I got one, I thought I could use it like the Switch. Like, if I wanted to play Elden Ring on a TV, I could just plug it in and play it. Uh, that That's not the case currently. Also, interestingly, it was working with Genki's covert Switch dock initially. I plugged it in, and it just, like, worked right away. Which was um, essentially a USB-C docking station yeah, of some it's just, kind, right? Yeah, it's just a USB-C dock. Um, but the second day, woke up the next day, plugged it in, could not get it to work, still cannot get it to work. Have no oh. idea what changed. Don't know what happened. Um, on the plus side, right. it also works with Apple's AV adapter. Like you can just plug in the, mm. the non-powered Apple AV adapter, which Valve says shouldn't work. Like it says that you need powered adapters for it to work. Um but it does somehow. I don't know why or how. Interesting. I'm assuming because of this like limitation that we're us and all the other reviewers are discovering of this like being locked to 1280 by 800 pixels, no matter where you are or what you're porting to. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that whatever Valve dock comes out is going to have some sort of like proprietary mm-hmm. chip in it to help like up upscale that or up. Would it be an upscale or just like 
just resizing it i guess it I might know. i don't know yeah the the doc's not out yet it was delayed i don't even think there's a release date yet i don't think so either. for it um so who knows not sure um i guess i got a couple of other questions here but i'm gonna skip the joke ones um button layout so next to like ps5 ps4 xbox one xbox 360 wii u and switch where does it rank in terms of just like comfort holding it i mean i think i want to start with the wii u gamepad as like a point of comparison does it feel like a wii u gamepad more than a switch or does it feel more like a switch than a wii u gamepad so it's really comfortable because it has like these grips on the side of it you can kind of see them for people watching on youtube is it like um, kind of rubberized can... they're not rubberized it feels okay, like okay. the switch pro controller if you want like, a bit of a texture to it. there's okay. no texture to it but okay. there's these buttons built into the um the actual bottom like bottom bottom part of it they're kind of like paddles like when i talk about halo infinite and like using paddles to switch weapons and reload on the xbox elite pro controller it's kind of like that um i wish those weren't there personally because i don't think they're necessary um and they're kind of hard to press they're like they're, they're pretty stiff buttons um but on the front it's you have like know. the two joysticks uh they're relatively easy to reach and they're comfortable I guess I'm a little surprised how the fact that they're parallel doesn't bother me. Like usually parallel joysticks where they're not like offset, like the Xbox controller. I hate that. They're fine. This, uh, the D-pad in the top right corner, top left corner is pretty difficult to, to reach. Yeah, I can um, see that. That's really far away. It's kind of painful. Um, the touch panels, which you can kind of replicate the mouse when you're in, in desktop mode and you can use to control the camera in some games and I think you can also use them um, if you're customizing the control scheme for a game that's uh, maybe not optimized for the Steam Deck. You can come up with your, your own control scheme to replace like mouse and keyboard controls. Um, they feel surprisingly good, uh, but what I would say is the haptics kind of—they're not great. It feels like some Fisher Price ass haptics. Like Ugh, it's okay, but the Switch is like, for example, the Switch's 3D rumbles way better. The way your phone vibrates even feels way better for the most part i was hoping with um, the playstation 5 controller like adopting a high definition rumble as well that it would just nowhere near standard it. moving more yeah. forward but i guess not nowhere this near was it, likely in development at the same time as the playstation 5 maybe probably but yeah. gen generally speaking to like truly answer your question um it's it's comfortable minus the weight and i find it easier to use for long gaming sessions than the switch Oh, we find it easier to use for long gaming sessions than the Switch. And without the weight being a consideration, like as long as I have just it like sitting on the hand. The Switch yeah, is super comfortable in the hand. Kind of cramped. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, I, I mean, do we still want to talk about Elden Ring? I have my last question here. Just be like, oh, what's the best game to play on it? Just to like feed into that. But we've, we've ran really long. Yeah, we so can, we can talk about it for, for a little bit. Um, yeah, like... For me, Elden Ring was the obvious go-to because it's like the trendy game that everybody's talking about right now. Uh, I didn't think I'd like it as much as I do. I'm not a play games to get frustrated. I love difficult games kind of guy. Like, that's not me. Um, unless it's Halo Infinite, I'd love to play that and just hate my life. Uh, but I'm surprised at how much fun I've had with Elden Ring. There's like, there's this thing to it where like, you don't have to do stuff if you don't want to for the most part like if you don't want to fight bosses you can avoid a lot of them if you don't want to go into these super high-end like areas you don't have to you can kind of just like walk around and explore and discover stuff and in a way it reminds me a lot of breath of the wild um that same like level of exploration that same like feeling that you're like truly on an adventure like it's just you your sword and you're like 
discovering stuff. Um, it feels like that. And there's, there's like some quality of life changes with like fast travel and there's like a mount in it. And I, I don't want to get into a lot of that cause I, I haven't really played the other from software games like demon souls, dark souls three, um, bloodborne, that kind of thing. I've dabbled with them and ultimately came to the conclusion, but they're not, that they're not for me. But what I would say is like Elden Ring stuck. Like I'm glad that getting the Steam Deck and it being the like trendy game of the moment made me give it a shot because I've had probably more fun with it than I've had with like, at least in 2022, like any other other game so far, probably like in the last six months, even looking back into 2021. Wait, well, I think if you go back six months, you're cutting out Halo. Are you saying Elden Ring is ranking about Halo for you? Because that's no, no, no. That's no, not no. That's not a bad thing. The Master Chief is is my lord and savior and yeah, my boyfriend, spirit and, animal. Yeah, I will never. I, I had a great time with Halo, and as a player, <laughs> like I, I have like eight days or something logged in that. I'm taking a break from it for a bit until the next update comes out. But um, I, I would like if I had on the spot, I would say that like it's probably the most fun I've had with a game in the last six months. Next Damn. to Halo Infinite, I can't talk to you about this anymore. It's making me want to get it, but I just don't have the time to like commit to Elden Ring. You know, maybe in the summertime or it's a time investment. Just take and, a like, week. Maybe. especially if you zone. don't especially if you don't like know the from software games like a lot of my time with the game has been spent yeah. just like figuring stuff out figuring out the mechanics watching youtube tutorials um like it's it's not it i i would say it's like an easier game to get into but it's not like it's not pick up and play like if you just pick this up and try to play it for a couple hours you're probably going to walk away yeah. uh frustrated <laughs> that's classic me yeah, the only like kind of Soulsborne game I've played is never even a From Software one. I actually, uh, it's a lie. I like attempted Dark Souls one, but like a couple hours mm-hmm. walked away frustrated. Um, but the only one I ever played like quite a bit was the Jedi Fallen Order. But even then, I didn't play it on a oh, nice. difficulty. I liked it though. But I'm also kind of a big Star Wars fan, so that kind of carried me through a lot of it as well. But yeah, I don't know the the mystique of this world. If it, yeah, I don't know. Also. It's so like such a dumb thing to say, but the name is so good. Why is it so catchy it and name. so satisfying to say Elden Ring? Like I want the Elden Ring. I don't know why I want to keep saying that. This it's just so satisfying. Originally I hated it because it felt like a ripoff of Lord of the Rings, but now that it's become such like a big like zeitgeisty force in the news lately, I'm just like all about it. Like that is such a good name. Like they have to build a series off of Elden Ring, like they did Dark Souls, because that is a catchy name. Like, I, I do think that, like, I'm going to drop off it like I do with every game. Like, I'll hit a wall at some point, something new will come out, and I'll move on to that. Um, but I'm genuinely, genuinely shocked that I've had fun with it. Like, if you go back through my Twitter history, like, I was just talking mad shit about this game and saying, like, I don't I don't understand the appeal of From Software Games, because to an extent, I don't. I would say after playing this, I get it a little bit more now. Like, the exploration, the moving forward slowly... Um, the like deciding like should you go into this place or should you go to the save point and have all of your enemies respawn or should you go send, spend your souls and make a, the safe decision and level up or buy new armor or whatever. Um, I, I'm kind of getting why people like those other games now. Um, I'm not going to go back and play them. Like I still think they're too difficult. Yeah. But yeah, for some reason this one's clicked with me. Fair enough. Um, I guess just since... Um... We've sort of rejigged the syrup. We've rejigged the syrup cast. I don't know why I can't speak today. A little bit lately, but I guess this is sort of our hottest games of the of the week category uh, equivalent now. But I saw this game the other day, and I don't remember what it's called. It's like Frontier Development or something. But it looks like like a city building game, but in like um, 
like kind of like medieval fantasy style. That's cool. So you're like building like potion shops and stuff like that. I'm just like really excited about that coming out, but it's not for a while. It's like just the first teaser. What's trailer. it coming Actually, out? Give me for? one second. Uh, PC, I believe. I sent it to PC so I can pull up that link. Yeah, that's another thing with Elden Ring is like the setting is farthest cool frontier. That's what it's farthest called. Farthest frontier. Okay. If you have any interest in like medieval or like fantasy stuff, it's like the setting seems really a, good. It's a really cool dark world that's fun to explore. Like, and again, I I keep saying this, but like I I didn't expect to like it at all. I like oh. dreaded. I remember Friday night when I got the Steam Deck on Friday. Um, I was like debating whether or not I should get it because I was like, I'm going to hate this game. I know that yeah. these are games I'm buying for testing and review purposes and it's not out of my own pocket. Like our company is going to pay for them. But I was still like, I don't want to get this game because I know I'm going to hate it. And I'm shocked that I like it. Like it's in a sense like mind blowing to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't have any other questions really. Do you have any like final Steam Deck thoughts you want to impart on us? I heard it comes with a case. Is the case nice, actually? Yeah, nice case. I'll, I'll grab it. I have it. I have it. I'll grab it real quick. Cool. Here it is. Yeah, it's Oh, it kind of looks big. like the case that comes with a GoPro. It's a big, massive case, right? But, I mean, it's cool that it comes with one because, like, I would be buying AirPods one. AirPods Max, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Came with, like, a, a weird skin that doesn't even work. Yeah, um, we can see it in yeah. the background of your shot. Comes with a case... There it is. There's, there's the AirPods Mac case. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, ooh Max. Yeah. Um, put that in your bag. Comes with a case. Great. I think that's a super smart move by Valve. Uh, I wish it came with a screen protector of some sort. It doesn't. Uh, probably going to buy one after I finish the reviews and we do a video right. about it and I take pictures, but yeah. Cool. All right. I guess says, when's this coming up? Friday? Or do you think we'll get it up sooner? After My Wednesday? Is really No, no. This podcast. This podcast Friday. Friday. I think Friday. Cool. Um, when's the review going up though actually that's a good question too do you have any ideas so i'm hoping to start it this week will i get it done i do not know depends on a variety of other factors and there are some things like obviously we talked about the the scaling stuff like i got to play around with and test a little bit Mm -hmm. um i am going to be reviewing it more from the perspective of someone who like plays console games and isn't into like tinkering with um their titles they just want to like boot something up and play it uh, but I do also want to have like some semblance of knowledge about and, and, and information about it, about some of the more technical aspects of the device in there. Cause I know that that's something that, um, people are interested in and particularly our readers will be interested in too. Yeah. It's a unique product. It's neat, like a unique product in a unique category. So, or a hybrid yeah. category. So yeah, it's not an easy review to do, but I was asking mainly because I've got these earbuds Ooh. and, uh, got a little unboxing. What are they called? Sennheiser IE 600s. Yeah, no one can probably see that at all. Sennheiser IE 600s. They're $1,000 wired earbud headphones. Um, and they sound pretty pretty great, but I don't know if you would ever want to buy them. So I don't know what to say about them, but I'm hoping to do a video about them. They're pretty cool. I love them, but yeah, that's that. And uh, I also have a video going up likely the same day as this on our channel on YouTube about portrait mode and samsung galaxy s22 ultra's portrait mode which is surprisingly very good sometimes like it will cut out hair to an extent that i didn't believe was even possible with software and uh sometimes it will still fail but it's an interesting video nonetheless it's cool that one's going up soon yeah cool so i'll i'll do our little closing wrap it up um you can find me at twitter at patrick underscore rourke and of course on mobilestrip.com 
Bennett, where can people find you? You can find me anywhere at the Bradfad on mobilesyrup.com, where all my written stuff is posted, and on Mobile Syrup's YouTube channel, where most of the videos uh, that I work on go as well. And as always, you can find all of our content on Mobile Syrup, and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Mobile Syrup. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.